0: Reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu from Blue Wire Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Purple Insider and joining me for this Bears Vikings Monday night football preview is Lawrence Holmes from six seventy to store in Chicago. What is up, Lawrence? You didn't think that we were just gonna stop doing these home and homes, <laughs> did you? Like I, I I gotta give my Vikings information from somewhere. I know. I'm glad you reached out. I'm very happy because this was our tradition. You come on my show, I come on your show, and we break it all down. And uh, I want to know where you think we should start with the Bears because I'll tell you where the obvious place to start is, is what is the deal with the Bears' offense. Um, You know, Matt Nagy becomes a head coach a couple years ago, and everyone says, oh, this is an offensive genius, and he gets a really good season out of Mitch Trubisky. But since then, it's just been tumbling downward. So tell me if you think that's the right place to start, and then what the heck is going on with the Bears offense?
1: It's the only place to start, is what's going on with the Bears offense. And that's what people have been wondering. like What happened here? And I was talking about this this week. Since the end of the 2018 season, if you take the playoff game, the subsequent season, and where the Bears are right now, they're a 500-team. Matt Nagy is a 500 coach, and everyone looks back in 2018 and be like, what happened? If you go back and look, and I know that you know this because Minnesota was in that group of games at the end of the 2018 season where you started to see a decline in what the Bears' offense was, people started figuring out what it is that they wanted to do. And the Bears don't have enough excellence at doing any particular thing to make them a difference maker. Like for example, someone brought this up today. I thought it was a great point. Sean McVay can run the same five plays over and over again, flip formations, use a little jet motion to window dress it up, and it can work. I don't think Jared Goff's very good at all, but he's found a way to make that guy pretty good. I was hoping that Matt Nagy had the same type of approach when it came to Mitchell Trubisky, and he just. He just doesn't. like Flat out doesn't have that. And now they gave him an alternative. And it, it, it seems like what Negi has been saying without saying it over the last two years is, well, look, look at my quarterback. I can't do all the stuff I want to do because I've got this guy at quarterback. So what do they do? They go and get a guy that has played for every one of the main offensive coaches that the Bears had. Nick Foles has played for all of those guys. He gets the job after coming in and rallying them against the Falcons, and he's been every bit as bad as Mitchell Trubisky, maybe a little worse because he's not mobile. So, yes, that is the place to start. Why doesn't Matt Nagy's offense work, and why hasn't it worked since 2018?
0: Do you think that it is as simple as everyone figuring it out the way that they did with Chip Kelly a couple of years ago, uh, where Kelly yes, came into the league? Yeah, I, I think
1: it's, it's two things. It's people figuring it out, and then him not having a counterpunch. Hmm. That's the thing that's so frustrating, is that there's no counterpunch here, and people were expecting there to be one from from, from Matt Negi. It's so funny to me because when we talk about, like, the young coaches in the NFL, the name that never comes up is Mike Vrabel, even though he, he's a young coach, too. I mean, I think him and Negi are the same age. But because this idea of, well, it's got to be super crazy, fancy offense, and you've got to do all this stuff, and you got to do it with smoke and mirrors, that a guy like Vrabel, who's just a good coach, and I know that this is coming off them losing on Thursday Night Football, but overall, if you look at what he's done – He's built a team that plays kind of safe football, has a good run game, and he knows the rules of the game. So there aren't a lot of clock management issues with him like there is with a guy like Matt Nagy. It's, no one has the, has the guts to tell him that his baby is ugly. <laughs> and if you look at what happened, look at what happened to the last coaching staff. Harry Heastan is one of the most respected offensive line coaches in football at any level. Fired. Mark Helfrich used to, I wouldn't say speak out of school, but he would speak more honestly about some of the limitations of Mitchell Trubisky than what Nagy would. Gone. So of these new guys that you bring in, you bring in Bill Lazor, who was out of football. You bring in John DeFilippo, who who had been – Uh I mean you guys know Flip. Like it's someone that he had a meteoric rise and a meteoric fall. Those guys are not in a position to challenge Matt Nagy because quite frankly, they're lucky to have their
0: jobs. Uh the John D. Flippo point is interesting because one of Mike Zimmer's criticisms of John D. Flippo was that he was trying to Uh, really make things too complicated. He was trying to incorporate every offense in the history of the entire United States into one offense, and he was asking Kirk Cousins to make all these checks and all these changes and all these other things, which might look great on paper, but when you actually put it into practice, it did not work, and it really frustrated everybody on the offense and I remember the backhanded shots that happened after he left from some of the players well you know we're simplifying things under Kevin Stefanski and here you have a quarterback in Nick Foles who was really good with the RPOs and it's just a form of play action and what we know is the play action statistically just boosts everything quarterbacks can do here's a stat for you Lawrence fifth Fewest or lowest percentage is Nick Foles of play action of any quarterback in the NFL. That does not make any sense to me. This is the guy who made his bones with the RPOs in Philadelphia. And it seems perfect for him to be getting the ball out quick, running play actions, doing things that will slow down a defensive line. But that doesn't seem to be the offense. Uh, But also, let me throw this out there, though, to you. Um, Personnel matters. Your offensive line is trash, and Allen Robinson is great, but your second leading wide receiver is a 1,000-year-old Jimmy Graham of whom you are faster than. So, I mean, how much of it – I mean, of course you're putting it on the head coach, but is there other elements of it, too, that go into the personnel?
1: Oh, no doubt. They have personnel issues, and you brought up the offensive line for sure. The offensive line has been a struggle. Like, think about this. The Bears' left tackle – was drafted by Phil Emery and was a seventh-round pick of Phil Emery. That's how far back you have to go. Then you start at looking at the other pieces. Cody Whitehair is a guard who's playing center. James Daniels, before he got hurt, was a center playing guard. And then on the other side of Whitehair, there's Coward, Rashad Coward. Who was a
0: defensive lineman?
1: They've been <laughs> on this
0: experiment for three years. This all and, sounds familiar, by the way, with uh, the Vikings and where they've been at in past years.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- there hasn't been a lot of uh, continuity, and I honestly like I don't think there's a lot of talent. I actually think if you look at the Bears guard to guard, it might be the weakest position group in the NFL, mm-hmm. and 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 that's where they've been. Like there hasn't been any any and. Th- then you start talking about on the outside, okay, well, they bring in David Montgomery as a running back, and everyone's super excited because he used to break tackles and stuff at Iowa State. He's been fine, but I feel like you can find what he does pretty much anywhere. Like, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing that he's done that's been special. And there, if he's still in the concussion protocol, you might see Lamar Miller, and I imagine that even at this point in his career, Lamar Miller can kind of do the stuff that David Montgomery is doing. Allen Robinson is a star, and this is this bears watching. They didn't give him a contract extension at the beginning of the year, and we were all surprised. And I think a lot of people around football were like, well, that's a no-brainer that you extend that guy. Now I'm wondering, if I'm Allen Robinson, do I want to be here? Hmm, if, if, right. if I'm Allen Robinson, you better tag me, because if you don't, I'm leaving as a free agent. And I'm going to go someplace where I have a chance to win. Because even in, under the best circumstances, you're either playing with Nick Foles for another year or you're playing with a rookie quarterback. If I'm him, why do I want to do that? In, right. Instead of going someplace with an established guy where he's one of the league leaders um, in contested catches. Mm-hmm. He has to make incredible plays all the time for this offense to function. He could better do that at a place where there are more offensive weapons.
0: So are you viewing this as a get right game for the offense because even though the Vikings defense has had two better games they're patting themselves on the back hey we've shown a lot of improvement <clears throat> they've given up 400 yards plus in both of those games and and really if not for Matt Stafford throwing the football right to two Vikings linebackers in the red zone they might have still lost to the Detroit Lions despite steamrolling them on the offensive side uh this uh, defensive line CFF ranks 30th going up against your very poor offensive line. I mean, it's a battle of futility in the trenches here. So do you think that there is a capability of this offense to have good games, or is it just not possible?
1: It's weird, and you'll see it on Monday night. Nick Foles is starting to see ghosts a little bit. Mm. There have been some clean pockets where he's rushed to throw or he's moved outside of the pocket, things that quite honestly had Mitchell Trubisky done them. He, he would have been crucified yeah. for. He's making bad decisions. You'll Here's another thing you'll see. He backs up a lot. Huh. Like, his plays break down because he's not someone that's going to gain yards. He kind of backs up to buy himself a little bit more time. And what's that, what that has ended up doing is uh, allowing for negative plays. I went through it last week. Check this out. When the Bears had plays – Of 10 yards or more, so, like, successful plays, the next plays, and I think they had 10 of them in the game, they netted the next play after that one yard. All of those next plays were one yard because you're talking about penalties, you're talking about sacks, like, Mm -hmm. all of those negative plays, they can never chunk plays together, and that is – that's one of their biggest failings as an offense, and and Foles in particular. I, you're right about the RPO, and I was really excited when you start looking at the film and seeing that Foles is great at the post-snap read. That That's where he, he makes his money. There hasn't been enough of it. And you look at Matt Nagy's play-action percentages for the last two years. He's at the bottom of the NFL. Yeah. Yep. And you would think that with Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback that – Again, I compare favorably to Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. What do they do with Jared Goff? They play action. They cut the field in half. They move the pocket for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mitch is a better athlete than Jared Goff. There are more opportunities for some of those plays than what you're seeing with, with the Bears. And they just they haven't been able to figure it out. Negi, for some reason, has an idea. He has his idealized... Version of his offense that he gets up on the dry erase board mm-hmm. and he puts out there and when it doesn't go the way that he thinks it's going to go in a game, he moves away from it. And, and it's it's very telling when when he moves, moves away from it and can't like he, he can't put together a game plan that builds on itself. Here's what I mean. If you are going to run one of those plays with play action. And we saw the Rams do this to the Bears, which made it even worse. All right, we're going to have a play-action play play here. Or we're going to have a run play here with ghost action. Then we're going to run a play-action play here where we have a dump-off. Then we're going to show them the same look, but we're going to have a high-low. And there's going to be an opportunity down the field Mm -hmm. to make the play. And the quarterback can read it deep to short. There's none of that with Matt Nagy. It it, it feels like spin the wheel. Like, (laughs) this is like a cool play. Let's do that pitch play to Cordero Patterson. Let's do that. That seems like a cool play. Oh, negative two yards. That's what it seems like
0: want to remind you to go to SodaStick.com to get your original Minnesota sports-inspired goods. There are many great designs. Someone on Twitter recently sent their John Randall shirt, and there's the Can't Stop the Thielen hats, the Techmobile throwback shirt, and much more. All of their apparel is screen-printed here in Minnesota on super soft, super comfy shirts and hoodies. You will love it. We're going to hook you up with free shipping on your next order. Use the code PURPLEINSIDER for free shipping. That's... S-O-T-A-S-T-I-C-K dot com soda stick original. Minnesota Sports Inspired Goods. Code PurpleInsider for free shipping. If you can't create big plays with Cordero Patterson, that is on you. That is not that is not on him, because he is incredible with the football, one of the most exciting players with the ball in his hands that I've ever seen, and he's averaging like three yards a carry. Yep. I mean, that's it. that to me is the signal when you see players who have more talent than they're getting out of it. When it's even a Nick Foles who has more talent than this, when it's a Patterson who has more talented than this, uh, even David Montgomery, that's where you look at the coaching. And uh, I'll give you a quick stat on that play action. Um, this is pro football focus. When Nick Foles is using play action, he has a 96 quarterback rating. When he's not, it's an 80. And I know some of this. Some of those numbers are skewed because it's often, you know, the third downs are tougher, you know, where you can't use play action, but still. I mean, he is way better when using it than not, and yet he's using it 23% of the plays where the best quarterbacks are using it 35 to 40%, or the best offenses, a lot of them, that try to protect their quarterbacks. So that's that's downright bizarre. Now, um, on the side of the defense, this is where Vikings fans are very concerned, and they should be. They should be. Even though they're his recent offensive line improvement for the Vikings, which has me like in a different universe, Lawrence. You thought 2020 was weird? It's really weird that they've played well on the offensive line a couple weeks in a row. But this would be your uh, your true test if the Vikings offensive line has really improved. Because Akeem Hicks has demolished this franchise every time he's played them. Khalil Mack is one of the best players in the league. And now you're adding, um, you know, a good rookie corner to the mix here. Uh, some of the numbers are just good, not great, though. Is is it still a great defense that's sort of being let down by the offense?
1: Keep your eye on 58. I know that, that the Bears, as the season goes on, I... I expect them to maybe fall out of this playoff race because of some of their limitations on offense. Don't let that fool you. Roquan Smith is playing at an all-pro, not pro-bowl, all-pro level this year. The thing with this team is they thought they were going to get more from Robert Quinn. Hmm, yeah. They thought that him on, he was going to be an upgrade from Leonard Floyd, and he hasn't quite been that. He got a sack on his first play of the year and hasn't gotten one since. <laughs> Now, he has gotten some pressure, and he mm-hmm. has taken a little bit of the pressure off of Mack and Hicks, but even their numbers don't match up with that. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not getting the sack totals that you would expect. They're still capable of making big plays. They have playmakers on each each part of their defense. Each level of the defense has a guy that can, that can do something special. I love Jalen Johnson, the rookie out of Utah you were mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. He's really good. He's fierce. And I I love that on the other side you have Kyle Fuller, who's been knocking people out and has been doing it legally, even (laughs) though he keeps getting flagged for it. And then you go back and look like, oh, he lowered his shoulder into that guy's chest plate. That should have just been a clean tackle. What they haven't done this year and what I ask for them to do, it's clear the offense is struggling. The defense needs to take the ball away. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. got to take the ball away, and unfortunately, and I know it's unfair, they've got to score. Eddie Jackson is already in striking distance of Charles Tillman's all-time record for defensive mm-hmm. touchdowns. Be nice to see one of those, because they can't trust this offense to dig out of this hole that they're in. Mac is—he had had a stretch where I think he was getting, you know, a sack a game for four games, but he's still been kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. This feels like a spot where he erupts because he likes to play on Monday night. This feels like a spot that he erupts. But if if Robert Quinn's not going to give them much on the other side, I don't know if it's going to matter.
0: I have two questions for you that pertain not to the Monday night game, but to the big picture of the Chicago bears, because you All mentioned right. not being surprised if they fall out of this, which, you know, the Vikings are looking at this as an opportunity to potentially get to second place eventually and, and get on a hot streak here. But if the bears miss the playoffs um, what are we talking about for the future here? I mean, are we talking about Nagy being gone? Are we talking about drafting another quarterback, moving on from Trubisky, which I think seems obvious now? And I'll throw this out there, maybe even regretting the trade for Khalil Mack.
1: All those things I think are what Bears ownership are probably thinking about, including firing the general manager, Ryan Pace. And maybe you keep you allow the new GM to say whether he wants to keep Negi, uh, for another year. Pace has proven that he can find defensive talent. He's done it in the draft and free agency. But think about this. There are three ways to get a quarterback. You can draft one. You can trade for one. You can pick one up in free agency. Mm -hmm. He drafted Mitchell Trubisky. He traded for Nick Foles. He signed Mike Glennon
0: as a free agent. That's right. I forgot about that.
1: Those what are what that that he's gone down to try and find a quarterback and he hasn't found one. If at this point in his tenure as general manager, you still haven't identified a quarterback. They don't even have one in the pipeline. Like, it's not even like. Like, for example, take the situation that Nick Foles left in Jacksonville, where Jacksonville was like, all right, let's see if Gardner Minshew can play. The verdict on that is like, he's probably a backup. Yeah. The Bears don't even have one of those. If if they have to go down to the next guy, the next guy is Tyler Bray, who's been in the league for eight years and I think has played one snap or something like that. So there's not even a developmental quarterback anywhere around this organization. Last week when you had Trubisky out in L.A. and Tyler Bray was in the COVID protocol – we were joking. Well, I guess Henry Burris, who's one of the coaches, yeah, CFL has to legend. shoot up and be the backup quarterback for this team. Yes, That's how bad things are for the Bears as it stands at the QB spot. And I think that when it comes to this offseason, they're going to have to think long and hard about what it is that they want their organization to be. And if they end up below 500 or 500, I don't know how... And you've already completely changed your offensive staff. What's left to do but to fire the coach at that point? And it sucks because I kind of like Nagy. And I think that he's – there's something there. but It might be one of those things where he doesn't get it until a second opportunity to be a head coach somewhere.
0: I also think if you are just committed to your thing, you are in trouble in this league because defenses will figure you out. And if you need everything to go right for you, as in you need the great offensive line, you need all the weapons to be healthy. It never happens. I mean, once a decade, you get all those things to come together for you. And maybe you get a shot to go deep into the playoffs and maybe you miss a field goal. I don't know. That has happened in both Minnesota and Chicago at times, but um, I just, We've seen this, like this is Mike McCarthy even going down to, you know, Dallas where we went, Oh, he's a new McCarthy. He visited the PFF offices. So he's got to be a different man. He's changed his heart and you know, same sort of thing. Uh, he's just been very Mike McCarthy and the ones who are great is Kyle Shanahan going to San Francisco and building on what he had in Atlanta. And I think even what we've seen from Kevin Stefanski turning around the Cleveland Browns organization has been him taking things from Pat Shermer, taking things from Gary Kubiak taking things from around the league and advancing them. And uh, I don't know that you're seeing much of that with Matt Nagy. Um, now,
1: Bill Belichick, let, let's give yeah. an OG props on this. Yeah. What, yep. Bill Belichick will have a different game plan every single week, mm-hmm. depending on his opponent. And it frustrates me that some of these guys are so dogmatic when it comes to their stuff. And I feel like it's going to be the thing that brings Matt Nagy down.
0: Yep, it's my system works. I know it works and if it's not working, it's your fault. It's not my fault. Yep. And uh but when someone like Mike Zimmer has seen your offense several times, I mean, he's going to probably get a hold of it. And uh before I ask you um I have a just a fun trivia Bears question for you, okay. but I but I but before I get to that, I just need your opinion on how you think this goes because Zimmer's defense is showing improvement. The Vikings offense is pretty legit good now with Justin Jefferson in the mix. But House of Horrors, Soldier Field, defense that has the ability to shut down Dalvin Cook with the front guys, the front seven, which is not something that most teams can do. Most teams need an extra safety, and they still don't shut them down. But Chicago can do it. Uh, So how are you guys viewing this game? Are you looking at this and saying Chicago should absolutely win this against the bad Vikings team? Or is it... Um, concern there in Chicago. There
1: should be concern. I I do go back to you know Kirk Cousins what zero nine on Monday Night Football. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I go back to that. I am a little bit concerned and can encouraged by Dalvin Cook all at the same time. I'm concerned because he's catching the ball out of the backfield too. Yeah, and I think that that I I think that it's going to be easy for us to go, well, he's the leading rusher now, and the Bears took on the leading rusher last week in Derrick Henry and shut him down. I don't think that that's the right comp. The right comp for him, to me, is Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I think that that's a more and, – and the Bears did not do a great job against Alvin Kamara. Like, he made plays. Now, they they hung tough in that game, but but Kamara made plays. So that concerns me. I think that if, if we're – to me, they cancel out. The Bears offense and the Vikings defense cancel each other out because they're both <laughs> terrible, right? Yes, right. <laughs> so now it's a matter of the Bears defense versus the Vikings offense, and I'm still, I am still have to give the Bears the benefit of the doubt if you're putting it on the strength of the defense. But is this the one game where Kirk Cousins is like, I've had enough and I'm going to play within myself – and I'm going to make plays. The other thing to keep in mind, the temperature in Chicago is going to be perfect. For night football in Chicago Mm -hmm. in November, it's going to be like 40 degrees and clear. So you don't have to worry about rain or even wind, I don't think. So, you know, it's one of those games where it's a must-win for the Bears. What type of performance do you get when a team knows that they have to win heading into that box? A four-game losing streak into the bye with the Packers on the other side, not good.
0: only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer you're going to find anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is in full swing, and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire. All one word. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, that that's pretty much kind of the end of your season, if you lose here and then and then go there. To me, this is Alan Robinson versus Justin Jefferson. And which one of those guys steps up and dominates? Because if Justin Jefferson is finding his way open and Kirk Cousins is is spotting him without getting sacked and strip sacked, then uh, it's going to be just a tough, tough road for Chicago defense because I don't think there's anybody who guards him and shuts him down the way that he's playing right now. But Allen Robinson, the number one receivers against the Vikings, have just – gone crazy this year. And I think that one of the major reasons Detroit struggled at times was they didn't have Kenny Galladay. But when it's been Julio Jones, when it's been DK Metcalf, these guys have had no problem creating big plays against the Vikings offense. So if Allen Robinson can make those contested catches, then it's going to be, be a long night. So, um, uh, I'm going to predict something like 18 to 16, though. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm thinking Sounds this thing right. is a grind fest. Uh, okay, so here's your your, your quick uh, Bears quarterback trivia, because I just am obsessed with the Bears quarterback history. All okay. great journeyman quarterbacks. Since 1980, I want you to give me the five leaders in passing yards that are not Jay Cutler. Obviously, Jay Cutler is number one, but the five quarterbacks who have the highest totals of passing yards for the Bears since 1980,
1: Eric Kramer's on that list.
0: Eric Kramer, yes, he is third. Is that, Jim Miller on that list? Uh, Jim Miller is just below. Yeah, he's a little bit off. He he missed by by only a tad. Kyle but, Orton, uh, Kyle Orton is not quite on the list. He's right in the ballpark of Jim Miller, but I mean you're warm. All right, so Rex Grossman's 2006 season, right? Uh, for for just the total. Um, Rex Grossman is just short for the total since 1980. Yeah, I know. This is what makes it great because some of the names are amazing. So you got Eric Kramer. All right. So let's see. Since 1980, so you're missing an obvious one. Jim McMahon. The yeah, the guy, Jim McMahon. Yes. So you have. Is Vince Evans on the list? Vince Evans is super close. He is in sixth. Vince freaking Evans. (laughs) Sixth. He was 12 and 20 as a Bears starter, by the way. You're you're real warm with Vince Evans, though. Like you're right in that. Like Jim McMahon used to get hurt, and then this guy would come. Mike Tomzak, yes, Mike Tomzak, yes, he is fifth. And Jim uh, Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is number one. That is not Jay Cutler. Wow. Yes. So Jake, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Jim McMahon, Eric Kramer, Mike Tomzak. You are missing the guy who's in fourth. Okay, and you might. Right under your nose, but I don't know if you'll think of it.
1: Ah, oh, I said I'm. I'm trying to go through all the quarterbacks I covered, and most of them were bad. This,
0: this is the, this guy is the reason that I wanted to do this to you. Since 1980. Yeah, since 1980, this guy is fourth behind Harbaugh, McMahon, Kramer, then this guy. Other than Jay Cutler, other than Jay Cutler. I give up. <laughs> Who is it? It's, trama- it's Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> is it Mitch? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's what's great. Like, the guy that you want out of town that just, like, you've had enough. He's a bust. Get him out of here. And he is uh, fifth on the list since 1980, but fourth that's not Jay Cutler.
1: That's so great. You know what I was looking up earlier this week? Like, if you want to treat. Look up Walter pa- Payton's passing numbers.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, I have. I have seen them. I'll pull them up right now like while we're doing this. I think like a
1: 70 passer rating. I, I want to say eight touchdowns and six interceptions for for Walter Payton as a passer.
0: I'm, I'm just going to pull this up while we're doing it because I it's can't so leave people fun. without the answers here.
1: I mean, I just love the idea Passing. that he had that many attempts.
0: Thirty thirty four pass attempts. Yes, and That's he crazy. went eleven for thirty four with three hundred thirty one yards, eight touchdowns, six picks. He threw six interceptions. A sixty nine point six rating, which would qualify him as one of the better Bears quarterbacks ever. You better believe it. That touchdown <laughs>
1: interception ratio alone. <laughs> Pounce, right. pounce Walter Payton is one of the best quarterbacks in Bears history
0: uh, Lawrence it is always great to catch up with you man so much fun um, people should follow you Lawrence Holmes on Twitter and uh, and if you're in Chicago I'll be on your show on Monday to uh, yes you the man, home and thank home you so
1: much for this, this is going to be a lot of fun on Monday all right take care Lawrence all right brother be well